When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. We're having a, a conversation I'm very interested in, guys, about Richard Williams and, 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 his, and his daughters, two of the greatest tennis players who ever lived, Serena and Venus. And, I mean, Serena just got so huge. People forget about how dominant Venus was, I think, originally. And, 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 and also Tiger Woods and issues of race. First of all, what you said, I, I can't wait to see the movie now. And I'm thinking, like, Will Smith playing that character may have, when he, <laughs> like, he's already in the frame of mind. Like, I'm not taking anything That's from why anyone. Chris right, Rock. right. And, and it, it seems that way to me. <laughs> I don't it's, think Richard was right around slapping people. No, I'm, and he I'm, denounced but, it, by the way. He denounced he it did, afterwards. But I'm, yeah. I'm talking about that place of, you know, how prideful he is yes. about his family. Yeah. Guys, you know right. what else? That's where, yeah. You know what really struck me, Key, as you mm-hmm. were going through, and Jay highly recommended the movie, as you were going through the things he did and teaching his daughters foreign languages and teaching them a sport out of a book and the whole thing, like, just as a parent, it's one thing to say you love your family. It's another thing to live that. The response, my, my late great brother Sam used to say, when people say love, they really mean like. When you say, when they say, when they say, or when they say like, they mean love, rather. I love being around. When they say love, they mean responsibility. I'm responsible for this person. I think, like, I'm so tired by 7, 8 o'clock at night. I'm up at 3.30 in the morning, and I make sure to have my daughters read. Like, I have them read me certain books mm-hmm. to go. And I'm, like, falling asleep. When I think of someone like Richard Williams, I'm embarrassed by my Like, this dude is next dude, Matt, level he was on parenting. A, he was dude. a night shift patrol officer. And with literally, this is in the, you know, Key has better reference points because he's actually lived it with him. But it's like in the movie, they would show him literally practicing with the girls at night in Compton, literally fighting off gang members and then bringing them home, having dinner with his family and then leaving to work the night shift as a patrol officer, and then come back the next day and do it all over it's again. It's one of the greatest American stories. This is, this is like a and, great, great and, man. And a lot of people, you know, which is weird in, in, in sports because you see all sorts of parents try and duplicate what uh, Richard Williams as well as Tiger Dad was able to do with their kids since birth, raised them basically. Tennis rackets were born. He, he put tennis rackets in their hands when they were born. The same thing uh, with with Tiger. Richard basically uh, created this whole world of tennis for his family. He purposely had the girls immediately and said, as soon as they were born, they're going to be tennis stars. Like, immediate, like at two months years I old. Just like lo- two months. Manifest, man. And I love yeah. the fact that, and you, we were talking about race. They, the William sisters are identifiable racially on site yeah. immediately. They co- they've, they've lived that experience in many respects in terms of the neighborhood they come from, the whole thing. And, and Richard Williams pointed them to, like, the whitest sport there is, is like, uh-uh, we're not going to be excluded from that. At all. A- a- that's amazing. Tiger Woods uh-huh. has certain similarities in his Very. story and other differences in yeah, the story. And, and, and some of those differences are, again, 
Tiger Woods was was raised in Orange County, California. Very white, very affluent neighborhood. Went to Stanford. Um, and what happens with Tiger Woods is we, as a black community, we accept him in his golf. There's other things that blacks don't accept from other blacks when you look up. Like, we accept the tennis. I mean, not the tennis, the golf. Mm-hmm. We love the fact that he plays golf. But what happens, what happened with Tiger Woods along the way is because a lot of people don't really understand he's born and raised in, in Orange County. In Orange County, there's not a whole lot of black neighborhoods and different things like that. Well, where's his golf center at? It's in Orange County. It's not in South L.A. It's not in Compton. So people automatically exclude him from those black conversations. Not only that, whenever you see Tiger Woods and you see his camp of people, there's really no blacks around. Where when you see Venus and Serena, there's plenty of blacks around. So that's why Tiger Woods get a certain rap versus the Williams sisters. Okay, you know what? You know what the challenge to that is, though. It's like, um, and I obviously kids are viewing things different these days. But you know, look, I'm from Plainfield, New Jersey. I came from an era that was all black, all black and Latino. But going to school and accomplishing what I've been able to accomplish, like now the area I'm in is there are a lot of times I'm the only black guy around. Well, you going to be the only black dude I, around. World-class but, athletes but, get that but, a lot, right? Man, listen, 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 what? Listen Bust to, point, to a though. school, yeah. Listen to my point. But now my kids, like, I have to do it intentful. Like, I have to bring you to an area Absolutely. that is more like I was raised, and I have to get you very comfortable and make you have friends that more had an upbringing like me so you can understand about where I came from and about what community actually looks like. Because if you don't do that with intent, then you grow up key having predominantly, cause that's, that's the area that you're it's, mostly it's, in. It's the reality so like for your it. kids, like how do you, how does that? Cause I look at Tiger Woods and his dad, like his dad put him in that situation and that's what we all want, right? We all want to come up and rise and achieve Absolutely. to a degree. But when you do that, then it, that's the kind of challenge that we have when you raise our kids. Like how do you get your kids more influenced by the culture you have to do it intently. Well, like you're not around it every single like, day. Like, are your kids around it every single day in their I, neighborhood now? I, I have mixed kids. I have a white wife, and our kids are mixed. But what we try and do is we put them in diverse school to start with. So they got black friends, Latino friends. They got it all. They got Jewish friends, Muslim friends. They got it all. So they're not lacking anything. And then if they want to see a little more grit, Come with daddy and take this ride when I go get my hair cut. <laughs> you got to see my son sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing because my son, he'll look at somebody. When we get out the car, oh, he going to come around on my side of the car and stand. Boy, get move. Standing right by me. <laughs> even, like, in gonna, even in the barbershop. Even in the barbershop. Dad, oh, what are you doing with that straight razor? They got a straight razor. They're not going to do anything yeah. to you. Yeah. They're not going to do know, anything by the to way, you. By the way, as now, I, I was born in the Bronx. My, both my parents from the South Bronx. But I grew up fine. I grew up downtown New York, right? And But growing up in New York, when I grew up, you're exposed to everything. 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 Yes, but my kids are growing up in a different level of affluence. Yes. And... Are n- and I, as much as you talk to them, as much as you send them to places where you, you choose that school because there is a certain element of diversity and yes, a certain open-mindedness, absolutely. it's still not the same. Agreed. So, you know, That's like, and, and what am I going to do? You know Drive I mean? them to the project? Hey, look at this, kids. No, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? What That's are you, a not, tourist? Yeah, you know, I mean, you're not going to do that. Tourist. But, but what happens, though, like I tell people, like you were saying, Jay, 
you out there and you're pretty much the only black dude in your neighborhood. I mean, we got blacks because we got athletes and entertainers and stuff like that around my yeah, neighborhood. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's same but when you, when you look at it, and I tell people all the time, I'm not, I'm not living in South Central L.A. no more. Damn, my kids. So I'm going to be out in the suburbs where I can smell the clean air and, and it looks good and I can walk and get me something to eat. I understand that. But I also have to educate my kids so they don't get so lost and not understand this is the way life really is. Because where we're at is Disneyland. It's the greatest thing in the world. And that's where a lot of the times athletes that are raised a certain way get lost because they don't go back and reach back in to get an understanding of their true values and where they're from. But, Keith, this is where it happens, and it, it happened with Mike McDaniel the new head coach of the Miami Dolphins, when he's like, oh, like, I am both black and white. Yes, yeah, that is true. Yeah, you are that. both black yeah. and white. But you know how the black community feels about that? Like, oh, no, like we want you to, to accept it and say that you are you know what's interesting? one of us. The, the, like when Chappelle, okay with, with that. When Chappelle with that. did racial draft. Yeah, but some people, you know, Key, ain't everybody okay with that. No, but I'm, because I'm okay. Because if you look at some people, label you how they see you. No, I understand right? that. So like for Mike McDaniel, he's way more fair-skinned. So, like, there may not have been the same. He can so-called pass, pass. and so right away you're not visually identified and therefore Black, treated exactly. differently exactly. all the time as soon as people see you. But the reason I bring up the racial draft with Chappelle, I found it so interesting, and now that we're talking about it. Racial draft. Because I'll tell you why. Because sometimes, remember the idea of the racial draft is, is every race gets to draft someone from a, who's maybe not completely a part of that race. From a, So, like, Eight, like, I think it was Chinese drafted the Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang Clan, Clan, right? And, and the Jews drafted Lenny Kravitz, who's half Jewish, right? Oh, we wanted the whole thing. <laughs> and, but the point is that sometimes what you want is the, is the person that defies stereotype. Because once you put your arms around that, it's like, look, you can't box our group in. Because here's an example of someone. Who, and sometimes it's, even if it is a stereotype, but it's an example of excellence. So you're proud, Right. Tiger Woods, the Williams sisters, defied stereotype. And Richard Williams made sure of that, right? There is a difference that I have even observed and experienced in terms of the level to which, for example, no one's letting the Williams sisters go anywhere in a racial draft. Nowhere, right? Nowhere. I I, want to say, was Tiger Woods' name even mentioned in that draft? His name may have come up in that Chappelle racial draft, right? I always wanted to say this. Yeah. For shizzle. Yeah. Oh, see? Yeah, yeah right. See, right. that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. That's the draft. Right. The for shizzle. Yeah. <laughs> yep. In other words, they're making commentary about, yes, you may defy stereotype, but there are other aspects of you, your personality, your experience, that that a member of another group may say, you know what, I'm not so sure that this makes me feel good to put my arms around it. Yeah. Right? But like, being black is not being monolithic, right? Of course not. Like, but that, that's, I think that's a challenging subject when we, when we look at some things about accepting. Or like even, I think for Tiger, it's like wanting him to accept that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Tiger, Tiger I think he accepts that. He knows that. But in the end, it has not been a public display yes. of his. So, therefore, the majority, in my opinion, of the black community celebrates the, the success of the golf but not necessarily the success outside of the golf. 
Whereas with the Williams sisters, you 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 do both. You want the the tennis. You want the people. You want the representation. You want everything about it. Let's put our arms around this. You can't have this. There are aspects of Tiger Woods that, at least in that Chappelle skit, touched on something culturally. It said there's some parts of this we don't want. Let me see how you make this turn, Max. Keyshawn J. Willemax presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, Listen, how are we going to transition to that? I'm just going to do it. Hard (laughs) pivot. That nice turn. I like talking about basketball. How's that? Brian Windhorst, the ESPN NBA insider, is with us. What's up, Wendy? Good morning, guys. What's happening, man? Wendy, what's going on in L.A.? Like, what's the game plan moving forward for the Lakers, and, and how do they fix it? So, look, here's the reality. I think a lot of people in L.A. think that this is a catastrophe, and it's an inc- incredible letdown. And here's what I'm, here's what I'm about to soberly say. What if it's not that big of a disappointment? You know, when A.D., Russ, and LeBron played together this year, it was 21 games, okay? They were 11 and 10. Even when they were whole, they were only average. And that's where the problem is right now. The problem is right now is this season was a disaster, and they are handcuffed in what they can do about it. LeBron's first year in L.A., the season didn't work. The, the, the signings that they made didn't work, um, and they had, to, they had to flush the roster and start over. But at the time, they had all their draft picks. They had a bunch of young players on the roster, like Brandon Ingram, uh, who was really valuable. Um, and they had cap space. Now they have none of that. They have no cap space. They have no draft picks to actually use, only a couple they can trade. Um, Russell Westbrook's value in the market is non-existent. And they've got like nine, ten free agents. Like, they're going to have to retrofit this team without any money to spend on. That's what is so upsetting. Um, you know, like you would look at the Brooklyn Nets and you'd say, boy, they have had a, a rough season, you know, injuries and drama. And they're three games over 500. The Lakers are 17 games under 500. They are 4 and 17 since the All-Star break and LeBron has played most of those games. That is your real problem. See, Wendy, I like the way you started off that it wasn't that big of a deal, but by the time you got to the end, <laughs> if I could turn red, I would. Here's the Lakers problem and this is why most of us in LA Laker fans, lifelong Laker fans, are pretty upset about the situation because the organization, for the most part, from what we all know, wanted DeMar DeRozan and he wanted to be in L.A. and Buddy Hill. But for whatever reason, out there in the universe, LeBron James and Rich Paul elected to go with Westbrook. And Westbrook hasn't lived up to what Laker fans' expectations of him was going to be. And now you mentioned to me, right, you say we ain't got no draft picks, we got 10 free agents, all of that. That's why we mad, and that's why we panicking. Okay. And that's the reason. E, e, let's, have a, let's have a truth session about DeMar DeRozan, okay? Let's have a truth session. Number one, it wasn't just LeBron. Rich, uh, Rob Palenka and Jeannie Buss and LeBron and Anthony Davis were all in for Russell Westbrook. They all said it. They all believe that was going to work. Number two, with all due respect to Magic Johnson, 
He is one of the greatest point guards of all time. He is not a salary cap expert. What he was discussing this week was just incorrect. If the Lakers had traded for DeMar DeRozan, they would not have been able to keep Alex Caruso. They would not have been able to go get Buddy Heald. When you, when you receive a player in a sign-and-trade, you trigger a hard salary cap. It's one of the things that they put in the CBA to do competitive balance. They didn't want teams like Los Angeles be able to get guys inside and trade and keep spending money. So now, you know, if you would say to me, I'd rather have this ragtag group of supporting players with DeMar, LeBron, and AD, as opposed to uh, AD, LeBron, and Westbrook, that's a fair statement. But just so you know, when you analyze the DeRozan thing, because I saw Magic the other day saying, well, they could, you know, they may, they may not have been able to even keep Taylor Horton Tucker and do DeMar DeRozan. So I just want that to be clear when you, when you, when you weigh the two sides of the option. Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider. Wendy, what about this point Dave McMenamin made? Now, I'm not going to argue that Westbrook was a great idea, in retrospect especially, but many people thought at the time, right? But McMenamin made the point they're 11 and 10 in the first 21 games they played together. Wendy, I think it is reasonable, particularly given Westbrook's recent history where he plays better as the season goes on. He's with new teammates on a new team every year. I think it's reasonable to say if they're 11 and 10 in their first 21 games, maybe they're better than that in their next 21 games. Maybe they're better than that. I think it's good likelihood in their next 21 games. Let's not do a whole season. Let's say that's about as it would be 60-something games altogether under, you know, if there wasn't just injury craziness, right? Well, okay, so that's a playoff team. That's a mid-pack playoff team. And, Wendy, in that case, at the trade deadline, the Lakers may have been more willing to adjust some things, bring in a 3-and-D guy or two, maybe trade a pick, something like that. What about that, that they were really – I understand it's predictable given age and injury history, but they were especially snake bit this year. There are some people who have won Oscars in Hollywood for hair and makeup that have done less impressive work that you just presented. Thank you very much. I try. Um, I mean, so so the Lakers right now are a 31-win team. I'm not. I don't know. You know, they're playing the Thunder on Friday. I don't know if they're going to win again. I don't. I wouldn't play LeBron or AD again. So let's just give them one more win. Let's say they finish 32 and 50. Let's. How many more wins do you think this team would have this year if they were healthy? Well, as again, if, if the three of them together are 11 and 10, let's say over their next 21 games, they're, you know, uh, uh, 12 and 9 or 13 and 8 or something like that. And then maybe even a little better than that. And at the deadline now, the Lakers are more willing to, to tweak the okay. roster. So are you going to so, give yeah. them 10 more wins? Are you going to give them 10 more wins? I'd say, I'd say that they'd be a mid-high 40-win team reasonably. I think that is an insane statement. But really? It, you know, just when AD played less for, than half the, a season. I there, so they're eleven and ten, and you just assume that if he keeps playing, they would be. What? No, Wendy, uh, I'm saying eleven you know, and ten, and then then their next twenty one games, they're twelve and and nine or thirteen and eight, and in the following twenty one games, they're thirteen and eight or twelve okay. and nine or maybe slightly better. It adds up to forty something wins in the end. That Denver. Yeah. Denver, who is in right now fighting for the sixth seed, mm-hmm. okay? Denver is, has, is missing their second and third best player, okay? That, that's there the whole year. Okay. They are, they are 14, 15 games over 500. Yep. Okay, Golden State, 
missed uh, Draymond Green for a huge swath of the season, missed Clay Thompson for a huge swath of the season, now has missed Steph for almost a month. They're 50 and 29. They have the right surrounding pieces. Of various stages of a meltdown. They're They're 47 and 32. The Lakers are 17 games under 500. So, so even if you're throwing, even if you're kicking the ball in the fairway, I mean, I, mean, I think giving them ten or twelve more wins next year is a is a gift with this with this current concept of a roster. But even if you do that, Max, even if we agree, let's go with your. Let, let's say that they win forty five games. By the way, that would be an improvement in thirteen wins. That would be like um, most improved team uh, sort of situation. Sure. 45 wins, you know where that would have them? Not good enough. Back in the play yep. Back in the play Yep. But I, I do think so, that I do like, think that I mean, that I, would... I'm not, I can't, I can't, I can't abide that. I'm sorry, I can't abide that. I mean, I, I do think that that would also trigger different behavior at the trade deadline and things like that. But I get the point. This is not a championship nucleus. But, so I wanted to ask do, you a Do you know what, do you, do you know who they could have traded for at the trade deadline? Do you know what, like, deal that they had on the table? Tell What's us, that? please. They could have traded for Alec Burks and Cam Reddish. Do you think trading for Alec Burks and Cam Reddish would have, would have gotten them significantly? That, that's the type of trade that they no, could have No, not made. given the injuries, to it, especially to AD, no. So, so, wait, Wendy, so moving forward, understanding – and you understand it more than anybody else, this unique dynamic between Clutch, LeBron, Jeannie, Rob Palenka. How does it work moving forward considering they've hit rock bottom? So to me, this is all about what's LeBron's, where is LeBron at mentally? Um, Is he willing to, because he does love living in L.A. and he loves being a Laker, and look, they've got the banner. Like, like if, if you want to feel better about yourself as a Laker fan, and you want to feel better about yourself as Rob Palenka or LeBron, go get your ring out and look at it. That's there. They, nobody can take that away from them. And they did it. They climbed the mountaintop. They, they've proven themselves. But is LeBron seriously going to want to spend what he's got left on a team that's in this sort of state? Maybe the answer is yes. You know, the 38, 37, 38-year-old LeBron is different than the 32-year-old LeBron. But he's got a decision starting on August 4th. Does he extend his contract or not? And I don't know what the Lakers are going to be able to do. And it's not even like – it's just they, their hands are tied. They don't have many options. They have no draft picks. You know, that's the thing. Rob Palinka is actually terrific at drafting. Since he's been the GM, he's done great with his draft picks. But he has no picks to draft. So, like, I'm not sure there's anything that they can do. And I just wonder if LeBron's going to be cool with that. Yeah, I mean, the question I asked is who says no if they were – I'm just wondering who says no. The Lakers tell the Knicks, you got to take Westbrook's – you're getting an AD, but you got to take Westbrook's contract. The Knicks say no. And we get to pick anything we want. We just put the package together out of whatever you got. Um, I wonder who says no to that. I guess the Knicks say no, but but the more I think about it, I, I I just don't know. I don't – Anthony Davis, when he's healthy – by the way, Anthony Davis' stats this year were still pretty good. Yeah. He's good you know, when he was healthy and out there, I mean, like, I know he didn't have a great – but he was still really good. And that's what's so stunning to me about all this. As I say 11 and 10, and we haggle about what they were going to do. Yeah. 
they were 11 and 10, even with AD playing pretty well. Was he at his best? No. But look, his, his shooting is higher than it was last year. His scoring is higher than it was last year. I think his rebounding is even up yeah. uh, over year over year. Bron is having a spectacular season. You know, those guys are still putting up those numbers. I mean, the idea that they, that they, that the Portland Trailblazers, who are executing one of the most incredible tank jobs in the history of tanking, I know nobody talks about it. I can't tell you the tank job that, that Portland is doing. Portland has more wins in the second half of the season than the Lakers do. Unreal. Brian Windhorst, ladies and gentlemen, thanks, Wendy, as always. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Oh, you heard it. We're playing Hot News or Not News. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80 with Kimberly A. Martin, ESPN NFL reporter. What's going on, Kimberly? Hello, hello, hello. Are hello, you ready for this? Hello. Kimberly's TV ready even when she's on radio. She's TV <gasps> ready. Stays ready. Stay ready. Kimberly. Tyron Matthew visits the Saints. Yes. Is that hot news or not news? It's hot news. There are a lot of storylines there. Hometown kid goes home. Um, even even Tyron kind of feels like they don't need me. This is a Saints defense that has lost some guys, but they've also signed like a Marcus May. They've added some guys in free agency. So they may not need him, but he does add his versatility. You can play him all over the field. He does make their defense better. So I think it is hot news. Yeah, it is hot news for everything that Kimberly's talked about. When you look at going home, hometown hero, Mm -hmm. versatility, all he brings a certain tenacity to the New Orleans Saints. I I hope he 
signs with them. Yeah, you know, right? I hope he does. I think it's huge. I think it's real hot. Tyron Matthews is just real good. You know, when you add a fundamentally good player to a defense, the defense should get better, mm-hmm. not be dependent on, oh, they got lucky, they got turnovers. Mm-hmm. Just be a good defense. He's one of them dudes. To me, he is at least. I still like to call him the honey badger, though. Yeah, honey yeah, badger, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Honey badger don't care. Uh-huh. Tom Brady says, <laughs> I want to go out there and have my best year yet, Kimberly. Hot news or not news? Uh, it's not hot news because that's a Brady thing. Brady's going to say that. Um, it would be hot news if he does have his best year ever because this is not a Bucks team that's returning the same roster as it did a year ago. Um, that was last year's storyline. This roster will look a little bit different. They're aging at different positions. And uh, Chris Godwin hurt. So they won't have him until later in the year. So not really hot news to me. Yeah, not news at all. Move on, Max. Move along, Max. It would be news if he was like, I'm going to have my worst season ever. That would be news. <laughs> I'm going to retire, for real. Rob Gronkowski, <laughs> on the other hand, has not made a decision on playing another season. Is that hot news? <sighs> so it's hot news from the standpoint of I hope Rob Gronkowski is on this roster by week one. But it is April. So the fact that he's saying, I don't know how I feel right now, he still has some time. But if he is not on this roster, that is a big deal for Brady and this offense. Like I said, does not have Chris Godwin. You need somebody else besides a Leonard Fournette. They need some pieces. You can't just have Mike Evans out there. Yeah, it's not news to me because it's Gronkowski. And You're just going to wait. Much like Kimberly said, it's April. Right, the right. Gronk is enjoying the offseason. Did you call him the Gronk? I like that. Yeah, the, the Gronk. Gronk. The Gronk, the Gronk is enjoying offseason. That's not, just who he is. How have we not come how up have with we that? we not put the in front of Gronk this whole time? <laughs> the Gronk. The Gronk. I'm, we're doing that. The Gronk. That. Listen, the Gronk. You know what he's going to do. He's not going to train. He's not going to do, gonna all do stuff any of that stuff that all these By guys way, if don't want to do. If I'm Gronk, I'm showing up week six. Be, <laughs> you want him fresh for the playoffs. You know, he'll be jumping off some balcony somewhere into a pool with beer. You know, just. That dude's winning. The Gronk, Gronk is one of them dudes winning at life. Yes. The amen. Eagles trade as it pertains to Jalen Hurts' future, Kimberly, with all the draft picks. Hot news or not news? It is hot news because it's about quarterbacks. And right now, the Eagles have said, Jalen, we think you can be the guy. Now, prove to us that you can be the guy long term. But it's hot news because the Eagles have given themselves an insurance policy. Now they have multiple first-round picks next year in the event that Jalen Hurts does not prove that he can be the guy Long term, it is it is hot news, and, and a lot what Kimberly is saying. You think about it; it gives him an opportunity now to not have to necessarily look over his shoulder right, right now, right. but also prove to them that they could just not worry about a quarterback for the long term future. Because one of the things that's going to come up is his contract. Mm-hmm. His contract is going to come up at the end of the year. It's important for him to ball out. That's why it's going to be hot news. Mm-hmm. Yep, six top quarterback prospects set to visit the Panthers next week. Kimberly, hot news or not news? It's hot news because it's the Panthers. All these top QB prospects are going to visit everybody. But the Panthers, this was a team I covered in the draft last year. They were adamant about Sam Darnold. Uh, They believed in Sam. They took J.C. Horn. Now this franchise is in desperate need of a franchise QB after getting rid of Teddy, having Cam in, not knowing what they have in Sam. Um, They have an impatient owner. They have a coach on the hot seat. And they really need an answer at QB right away. It is hot news, but I don't think any of these quarterbacks that are coming out in this year's draft is better than a healthy Sam Darnold with Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. So I don't know what you're getting out of mm. Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. Willis is not ready to go yet. Sam Howe is eh. 
And then who else is left that I'm missing? Um, Matt Corral. Corral. I mean, it's like like, Corral's kind of a wild card, right? What are you looking at? Yeah. What are you honestly (laughs) looking at? But Corral, you're not gonna you're not gonna spend one (laughs) of your top you know a top pick on Corral. Maybe if I'm getting ready to get fired as a coach, I don't want any of them dudes. Go get me. And where the Panthers are picking as well? Do, Do you take somebody? You know, who are you taking that high? Giants quarterback Daniel Jones, Kimberly, says Mm -hmm. the neck injury is no longer a concern. Hot news or not news? I mean, I guess it's hot news because it's QB news. Like, I just don't want to hear any more talking out of of Daniel Jones. I just want to see you actually win win games and prove, are you the guy? You're not the guy. Like, we just need to answer that question once and for all and move on. It's it's hot news because you're talking about a neck. And, yes, there's no concern, as Kimberly would say, in April, mm-hmm. but they'll be concerned in yep. September if something happens to you. That's why TT Tyrod Taylor <laughs> is ready to go. Yeah, it's hot news, and I, I have nothing about against Daniel Jones. I like what he says. It's just that he's not so far. He hasn't been that good, especially yeah. for a top six pick. He's a six pick in the draft. Kimberly A. Martin, ESPN NFL reporter, giving the straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Great as always to see you, Kimberly. Tiger Woods might be the greatest. In his sport. But does that make him an elite athlete? That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. So we're just told, we're just kicking it around like, you know, Tiger Woods is the one guy who gets people to watch golf, right? He's good for yeah. ratings. Yeah. So we're thinking of who's box office, right? Like who's the one dude who uh-huh. he's in a movie, you're going to see it. Now, this is a lot about branding, right? Like, someone like Will Smith, for example, is a popular figure. He's likable, uh, and recent events notwithstanding for some people. But he's, the, the fact <laughs> is, that means he gets to pick and choose who he works with. If he does yeah. that well, you start associating. Every time I see a Will Smith movie, it's a good movie because he works with the top yeah, the people. Part. Right? Mm-hmm. So who has done that to the point in your lifetime where you're like, that dude gets me or, or woman gets me to the movie? My dog, Denzel Washington. I have a question. Denzel's that dude. Denzel's He's in a movie. You're going to see it. He's Every, one of them for yes. me, too. Yeah. yeah, it would be Denzel, Robert De Niro. De Niro was that Niro, for me, too. Okay. You guys De Niro, are yep. Denzel. Al Pacino would he's eh, not he used to be, but eh. then he got me to the left. He did some stuff and I'm like, Pacino, ah. yeah. Not not yeah, yeah, well, he, that's what I mean. Yeah. It erodes if you don't choose your projects. Well. Yeah, yeah. De Niro yeah. started doing that when he opened up the Tribeca thing. He started having to Take some roles, and then yeah. it kind of went away. Yeah. Arnold, for sure. Oh, what about Schwarzenegger? Leo? Listen, listen. Yeah. Schwarzenegger, for, for me. Sure. I love De Niro, love Denzel. Oh. Get in the Schwarzen- chopper! Schwarzenegger, yeah. there was about 15 years. If that dude was in a movie, you got my money. So every oh, Termin- is, every Terminator movie. Huh? You know every Terminator movie. Though. Everything. Oh, of course. Anything that he is in, Jay, 
I'm watching. Running Man, Terminator, Running Man, Predator, Anything. Predator, but Predator. The, all, oh, all of them that Total I can recall. think of is True Lies, though. True Lies. True Lies. I, can I can watch True Lies. I can watch oh. True Lies too. Uh, I mean, I can just watch it every single day if it comes. You ever on. see Twins? I went to see Twins. Twins. Danny oh, Schwarzenegger <laughs> was in a movie. I was there. And, 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 and actors all play a certain role, right? Yeah. In their movies, they're always playing the same character, so to speak. Uh. Not really. Yeah, Denzel's characters are always kind of the same, especially now. He was dope in McBride. I don't you know, know if you guys have seen They're all kind of the same. Yeah, not everyone's like Jeffrey Wright is like a chameleon. He can be anything. But most leading men, yeah, they, they, much, you're expecting to be like cast Arnold a certain is, way. Arnold, Arnold has a little more, to me, for whatever reason, he had a little more diversity. First, he started off as an action guy, didn't say a whole lot. Comedy. Comedy, yeah. then he moved into some other stuff. Politics. I mean, you that know? dude did everything. So I, I, I would say out of all of them, Denzel... Would be one. Eddie Murphy. Denzel De Niro. No. no. Oh, Eddie Murphy for oh, hold Golden on. Eddie Child, Murphy for a short stint. For a short stint. The back end, though. The back end catalog. Man, y'all nah. talking about coming to America, man. Get out of here. Hold on. Trading Golden. places 48 yeah, yeah. hours. Yeah, that was early. The that front was a long end. Time that's what I'm saying. Ago. The back end catalog. No. You're not watching yeah. Golden Child. No, that's Give the one. Me the that's knife, the one. Please. Can they, I please have the <laughs> knife? No, but I'll tell you what, I'll watch when, when he does every member of the family, the clumps. I'll watch that. It was hilarious. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Would you not say Tiger Woods is not a lead athlete? No, I would not say that. No, I would say... You would not say Tiger Woods is an elite athlete? No, I would say Tiger's an elite athlete. Tiger is. Okay, Keith, he may be. I don't think you can demonstrate that just by playing golf. I don't know how fast he runs, how high he jumps, all that kind of stuff. He anything about him being an elite athlete. He's got some athletic traits in him. Come on, man. That's a horrific take. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard you say. Dudes wearing makeup are not going to tell me that golfers aren't athletes. <laughs> on the other hand, I could also argue that if you can go to dinner, like a nice dinner and what you wore to play this, the game, that maybe that's not the most athletic game in the world. Like, you could wear golf clothes right into a nice dinner. No one will look twice. No, Ooh, nice shirt, wear, nice pants. No, just, I've tried. You can't wear spikes to a nice restaurant. You could wear golf shoes, Just though. because you can argue it doesn't mean that you should argue it. Well, that's your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I could wear the same thing a boxer does in the ring. To go to the local pool and just sit next to the pool. Uh, that's not a that's nice a, restaurant. That's true because a boxer is obviously an athlete and has to be dressed so accordingly. Is, so swimming is athletics to you? I think, I think that swimming demonstrates a lot of athletic ability, yes. And golf demonstrates some, Why, too. because there's more movement. Golf demonstrates some, too. I'm just saying, like, there are dudes <laughs> in the D-League who are six so men Phelps who are better athletes. athletes. Michael Phelps isn't a great athlete? No, I didn't say that. Just like... Just like People Magazine, they're better looking people than some of the people that they make 
uh, what is it, man of the year or uh, most You're looking at people. one of them. Most beautiful people, Jay. <laughs> Have you ever looked at the magazine and people and been like, well, why am I not on the cover? That dude doesn't look better than me. Yes, I think that every day. <laughs> See, Mac. <laughs> Only Mac. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's the line of the day, though, from Michael Collins. I'm not going to let a dude wear makeup for a living. Tell me that this dude's not an athlete. I got, it is true. I got to be honest. I, I am really glad that I baited you into that take today. Yeah, you did. I was thinking about it me. all morning. I said, how do I get Max to really say how he truly feels? Like Houdini once said, friends like that, you don't need enemies. So what we got? What are we doing down the stretch? Well, oh, well, it's t- well, Tiger chasing Jack. Listen, this is, we're, we're talking about it. Tiger, the options to, in this last segment, you voted on them, at Key, J, and Max. Gronk's future, 8%. 14% said we should talk NBA MVP. 32% said Lakers missed the playoffs. But 46% said Tiger chasing Jack. And I'm not going to let you paint me into a – paint baby in a corner, whatever this expression is, because I'm, this is a great human interest story. Like, if Tiger he's, – oh, he's never going to catch Jack. Then he had the herniated disc. Then he yeah. had the car crash. If he forget about even this Masters, he wins one more major. He's two away, Key. No, that's close. That's close. And in, in, in golf, you can play a little extended age, meaning like you can get into your fifties and still be on the tour and being dominant. And I understand what Jay is saying that because of the injuries and all the other stuff. But several years ago, many people—not you, probably Jay—but many people counted Tiger out based on his absence at a dominant level from the sport. Then all of a sudden he won the Masters and everybody was like, oh, damn. Uh, he won. Can he catch him? I'm not counting him out. It, the conversation started again. And then he got into the accident. Now everybody thinks, oh, well, he's done. He's going to retire. He's just going to raise his son playing golf. Now the dude is going to announce he's playing in the Masters, potentially. Look, no, I, I, I have no problem with people trying to say it's something that could be attainable. Like, I be, it's Tiger Woods. Of course I believe it's attainable. I just don't sometimes like how we have to make it where it's like, if he doesn't do that, then he's not considered the greatest. And I'm like, I'm t- trying to tell you, this dude is the greatest I've ever seen. Well, I, but I you didn't live reason, through the Nicholas era either. Yeah, but I think that's yeah. one of the reasons. We didn't live through the Nicholas era, and he has – Three more than Tiger. So, and a lot more wins in tournaments that aren't majors. Like a lot of first, second, and third place finishes in wins. Like much more than Tiger. But, but, it feels like, but it feels like, and I don't know, you have to tell me, it feels like there's better golfers now. I think because of Tiger, there are better than golfers. Than there were then. It's almost like uh, the baseball stuff with Mickey Mantles and all them. Ah, yeah, but I wouldn't play it back then, all yeah. right? Babe Ruth. Comparing and, and errors, yes. Yeah, it's comparing yeah. errors. Tiger, this is the irony of Tiger Woods. He was so influential off the field of play that athletic parents of athletic children put golf clubs in their yes. hands, and now Tiger, at 46, with his leg all messed up, his back and everything, has to compete against them. But he did it as recently as two years ago, three years ago, won the Masters. Let me say this. If Tiger Woods, at 46, after having an accident 13, 14 months ago, comes back and wins the Masters... Is this the greatest comeback story we've seen in the history of sports? No. Uh, it's not? We'll see no. If t- no. What do no. You- George Foreman came back after 20 years after losing the heavyweight title to Muhammad Ali. 20 years later in his 40s and won the heavyweight but championship But did he have the world. eight back surgeries, nine toe surgeries, 12 new no, legs? No, but some dude was trying to punch him in his face while I he was doing it. Yeah, got into a horrific on, car accident where yeah. he almost died Tiger and his Woods. right leg had to be reconstructed. Tiger Woods had to put his body back together, Max. 
In 14 months? Come on, That's now. That's 14 months? You getting ready to dig nah. yourself another one. No, 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 it's golf. You can't compare it to a fight. Oh, oh God. Tiger stop. Woods, five-time Masters champion at the Masters press conference. Listen to this. You've said countless times throughout your career that you don't enter a golf tournament unless you think that you can win it. Mm-hmm. So the question is simple. Do you think you can win the Masters this week? I do. Well, I think that the fact that I was able to get myself here to this point is a, is a success. And now that I am playing, now everything is focused on how do I get myself into a position where I'm on that back nine on Sunday with a chance, um, just like I did you know, a few years ago. <laughs> he ain't lying. Why, I don't, I, you know, as they say, no lies detected, yeah, right? I'm like to, I'm ready to sign up for all things Tiger. Yep, I agree. I'm just trying to tell you guys, man, it's appointment TV. I got this place on the couch. I've already told my wife, my best friend, my nephew is coming in town. I told him, hey, look, don't have me out here entertaining the kids. I am watching the Masters. I'm watching to see if Tiger makes the cut. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if I'm, I'm going to be watching yeah, I'm it. I, I'm a catch, I'll find out about it. I'm, I'm going to catch him when media. he gets to the, the back highlight. nine. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I'm going to catch him. Exactly. You'll catch him on Sunday. When social- if, he's, if he's there Sunday, then I will find time to watch him end it if that's the case. When social media blows up, Tiger's right there. Jay. He's only two yeah, strokes you, Max. Then Call I'll turn me. it on. Yeah. Call me but at if, that point, Jay. If Tiger makes a cut, social media is going to blow up anyway. Yeah, and that's all check in. he has one amazing shot, two amazing shots, you're going to I'll check in and check out, but I can't. As much as I like Tiger, I can't just sit there and do that. Yeah, there's Jay, a sandwich I got to eat. I got some stuff to do. With mayonnaise on it. What you say, no, Evan? No, no, Jay's right, though. Like, uh, tomorrow, Tiger Woods tees off at 1034. So, like, he tees off in, like, 25 and a half, 24 and a half hours from now, right? If he's, like, two under through five holes, you watch social media is going to hey, explode. By the, way, by the way, people agree with my Tiger take, too, not just – you know, yeah, people, know who, who, who are know, people, what number Riley of people? in South Carolina. Yeah, but I don't know he what knows the world is round. I'm not going to sail off the flat earth. Go ahead, Riley. Man, listen, Key, Yo. Jay, I love you guys to death, man. want to have a beer with you one day. That's on my bucket list. But come on, man. Tiger ain't no athlete, man. Come on, man. Listen, lacrosse, I can give you lacrosse, swimming, uh, Rugby, all these guys. If you can call them an athlete at the bottom rung of the ladder, get him, I Riley. Give you that much. Get him, Riley. I, that's just how I feel about it because I, right now, as a 47 year old man, I can go out there and swing some golf clubs. I can't but go Riley, out there and do what you did. But Riley, Riley, have you ever swung a golf club? I have. And how, how did it go? Have. How did it go? How'd it go, how'd it go, how'd it go Riley? I, 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 ain't, I ain't on Tiger level. I give you that much. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, he, the, the, the athleticism isn't as required as as when it was when Key was playing and Jay was playing at that level. Come on, man! Like, and, and then just to touch on the last subject you guys were talking on, I live here in Charleston, South Carolina. When when Tiger came down to the Ocean Course here at Kiowa, we got golf courses all over the place. Golf was big here. Nobody ran to see Tiger, but when Venus and Serena was at the Volvo Cup here at the tennis tournament. Everybody in the hood ran to see the girls play, man. Yeah, I'm so, with you up. Yeah, just that's describing what we were talking about that one, Riley. You know? wrong. I'm just being real. No, I'm just yeah. being real because Venus and Serena took their hood with them. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. They took their hood with them. They, 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 the, whole, the whole ride, they took their hood with them. I can't do that. Yeah, I, 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 that's what I tried to do to the, to the experience of the listeners is try to bring them inside of what I think the black community uh, vision of the two or three different athletes are. That's just that's just me, but whatever. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Max is wrong! 
asinine. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.